Guy barred my lighter. Okay. Him and some guys were over there, and they went and stood in a little doorway of a bank to light a bowl they had. He wanted to bar a lighter. He was smoking some hash, you know. Oh, okay. Big old Sherlock Holmes pipe, fucking beautiful. And uh, police come out of nowhere because he'd set off the silent alarm there. And the police come out of nowhere and just like throw down on him. And I'm standing there just like walking up to the guy, and I freeze naturally. That's what you're supposed to do here, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Freeze, just. <laughs> What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? When you were eight and you had bad traits, you go to school and learn the golden rule. So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? You chuck it on that one, you chuck it on this one You chuck it on your mother and you chuck it on your father You chuck it on your brother and you chuck it on your sister You chuck it on that one and you chuck it on me Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Truth It is your man, Sun Days, Sun Diesel, Son of the Sun, Son of Man, Son of God, deeply embedded in the flesh. And this is the podcast, Tell Me the Truth. And it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. But as you know, we all get caught up in life and you got to organize your time and this and that and you know, but we're back. So we got a real good episode for y'all this week. We're going to try to keep them coming out, keep them churning. As y'all know, my internet kind of crazy out here in the garage. So I'm kind of dependent on having guests come to me or we have to actually do it in person. So uh, this was the soonest I could get one done and did up. And it's pretty good. So let's go over the business end of this thing real quick. As always, you can get in contact with us at www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. That's where you can find all of our links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, Reddit. Am I forgetting about Instagram, Twitter, all of that? So hit us up. Uh, let us know what you think. You know, I know we've been out of commission for about a month or so, maybe two months. But hey, yeah, I hope everybody got caught up because I won't hit y'all with this new stuff. Y'all will be ready to, you know, take it in. Uh, shout out to all my guests that have come on. Uh, I know Ross Six got a new album coming out, so we're going to holler at him. Gino Mays is doing big things along with, you know, quite a few other people who've been on. So we got a lot of people to bring back and a lot of new people um, that we're going to have on because I'm getting ready to get the whole uh, internet game back on and popping so we can start Skyping people. So we're going to do a bit and, uh, you know, that's how we're going to do it. So let's get right into the episode. This episode, I believe it's been a while. I think it's episode 26. I'm going to have to check though. If it's not episode 26, it's like episode 25. It's episode 20 something. Uh, but I talked to my homeboy, Uncle Mark. He came in and sat down with me and we had a good old time, talked forever and uh, just talked about everything, you know, his life growing up in Louisiana and Georgia, 
being married, being a dad, just real God talk stuff. I'm gonna think I'm gonna name this one God talk part three. You know, keep that God talk series going because it's you know it's cool to just sit down and talk to guys about being guys and the different things that we go through and experience because you know you know we understand each other. So with no further ado, I don't know if I like with no further ado. Well, at any rate, here it is. With no further ado, episode 27, Guide Talk Part 3 with Uncle Mark. Get him! I'm thinking about the good old days, now quick they slip away. But I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be alright. Slide it up and let it roll, let it burn real slow. Cause we all know it's gonna be Same lifestyles, just yeah. a little separation. Uh, then Georgia, which was actually a big culture shock when I moved to Georgia because there was more diversity in New Orleans. I really? saw black people growing up. I, you know, saw other ethnicities growing up. And but when I got to Georgia, it was I was the outsider, you know, oh. being young like that. I got picked on and okay, so like, was these it guys predominant? Redneck. Was it? Predominantly black or redneck. Okay. No, it was white, redneck, and, and it was the two sides of the tracks things. Actual railroad tracks yeah. with people living on different sides of tracks. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's weird, right? You know, it was just. And then oh, so uh, it wasn't like they had different schools too. It wasn't like that in St. Louis. I mean, not St. Louis. In New Orleans, no, no, no. You went to a parish school, and it was. You just you went with people in around the community. Okay, so it was already just naturally integrated. Yeah, it was. And this was back in the 60s. Okay, so... But it wasn't in uh, Georgia, especially North Georgia. Hmm. You know, not around this. And it wasn't really that far from Atlanta. It's, you know, 25 miles. And the 25 miles takes you straight up when you're... (laughs) That's about where the mountains start. (laughs) Appalachia start. You just kind of go up from there, you know, or down, you know, lower Atlanta, we used to call it. Yeah. Called it L.A., you know. It was uh, lower Atlanta. And um, people naturally separate. Mm. Is the thing a lot of times it's, um, but they didn't there, but they did there, which is weird because it's you almost know? like, and it's something I noticed in the South is that the people have the same culture, you know, like country white people and country black people are more similar than different so far as language, food, all, all this kind of stuff, religious yeah, beliefs. Yeah, everybody ate greens here. Yeah. Everybody ate greens yeah, over here. Just, everybody loved collards. And yeah, it's like you know, uh, it's, so many similarities, <laughs> but. You know, a divide, which is weird. There was. it's, um, But it was more, you know, prevalent in uh, Georgia, which I just assumed was, that's the way it was. Didn't know. You know, my grandparents were from there. And I was born in Tennessee, actually, but I was young and we moved to New Orleans. So then it was, uh, you know, I, you, you don't know anything as a baby. You just know kind of where you grow up and you remember things from places. But yeah, uh, that was neat, you know, growing up in Louisiana more so than Georgia because I got to Georgia it was eh, you know they got some creeks and some lakes and <laughs> lots of woods and um, just different though and never liked it as much no. probably 
No, never did. Because I never saw that redneck side. And it was funny because when I moved to Florida for Margie, it was, um, you know, oh my God, these people are redneck. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I was in the south in Georgia. I thought, oh yeah, man, in Florida it was bad. It was like, oh my God, this is horrible, bad, racist, yeah, divided. Yeah. And it's like North know. Florida is worse than south, southern oh, yeah, Florida. Like time. the further you big go time. south, it's like the further you go north. Yeah, you know, cause, it is. Exactly. Yeah, it starts it's getting like, more uh, liberal as you go you get more this south. South Georgia, North Florida combo where these these it's, people are red. It's deep. It's you know, deep. It's, it is deep. It's <laughs> deep. Because uh, I remember when I first, because I'm from Bradenton, which is like right on the coast, beaches. It's pretty cool, you know, but not, you don't really get a lot of, it's a lot of retired people from up north. Okay. So when I came to Gaines, already been integrated. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They went through that, you know, and everything. But so I come up here, um, going to school, and I'm doing this electrical apprenticeship, and my boss takes me out to Perry, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's like, uh, "Hey, we're going to this job," and I'm still green. I don't know nothing. I'm just going to go chip up a slab. He's like, uh, "Don't worry, everything's okay. I got the gun right here." And Jeff, Jeff is a white guy. What are you talking about? Why do we need a gun? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why do we need a gun? He's like, ah, you know, some of these people out here are just a little backwards. I'm like, well, where's we going? Uh, Perry, what is it? Putnam County. And he's like, yeah, they're just kind of little, some people, you know, you know. It kinda, the thing is, I carry a gun everywhere. Yeah, well, he have, did too. You know, and not just, for that reason. It's because he it has to fire people. You know, and sometimes when you fire a person, they get angry. Sure. You know. But absolutely, <laughs> and you know, and, and on to that topic, you know, the climate in this country right now, I think everybody should kind of know how to handle a weapon and protect themselves. Oh, absolutely, and I think there's too many um, pussies out there, just to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's a lot of people who are just scared and want to be protected and give up their right to protect themselves. Yeah, well, if the government would promise them full protection, you Fuck know, that. if if you if they could sign something right now that says, okay, we're gonna take all the guns, but we're gonna up protection, you know, how would you do that? You well, you can't do that. You you have to up prosecution. You have to up discipline. You have to make it more severe for crimes and punishments. Um, I think that and certain things probably need to be persecuted. Harder and certain things need to be decriminalized. Cause, oh my God! Well, cause yeah, I was, absolutely. I, I mean, because you um, you have to give the people kind of what they want sometimes. Yeah. And if they're not getting it for so long, then a lot of times they're willing to take extreme measures to, to ensure it. some sort of change. And the thing that trips me out, watch this, is that this is supposed to be a republic in a free place. But I feel like when you go certain places on the planet, it's like, I thought I was free in America, but these people seem to be free as hell over here. I went to the Virgin Islands, and I was like, man. I've been to Denmark, uh, Norway, (laughs) uh, Middle East, uh, Asia. It's uh, uh, Central America, uh, part South America. Uh, Those people live with... um, other things that we don't have to live with and, and we have advantages to living here naturally yeah you know there's a lot of things that we should love but we don't even have the best hospitals in the world which is we interesting. have a great health care system that's uh, costly yeah, especially costly. now especially now whereas a lot of, you know in other countries um in denmark i think they, they, had, they had a failed economy or something that didn't work but uh, when i was there in the 80s it was fantastic you know socialized medicine 
they they covered everything you you had to cover they would even cover 20 percent of cosmetic surgeries you know for certain conditions okay but uh you know it seemed like a great economy and a little high on gas prices even back then it was high it's like what we're paying now Okay, but it was you know that's thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I guess because like back then and it was, was kind of high, like... but uh, you know it was beautiful there, and um, the things they had quality, everything was nice, everything was education was great, uh, healthcare was great. Um, people had they, they they don't over have like we have. They they lived more modestly and and very happy with it. So it's different lifestyles and. But they seem to have more freedoms, like um, like even there I saw people that would smoke, you know, oh yeah, we get hash, it's not a problem, you don't make a lot of money here because you pay a lot of taxes, it's like 48% oh. of your income, it was, <laughs> you know, but, you know, they didn't really have to worry about the police, and nobody really robbed anybody, and, you know, it, well, you, you didn't hear of a lot of crime, or, you know, didn't so hear any crime. It was like socialism know. that was working. Yes, you know, Cause if you but the police your... were a big deterrent, like the police that walked up and down the street, you know, they carried machine guns, kind of like, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, damn, that's very Nazi they Germany like, at the time. <laughs> they walk like and carry a very, very big stick. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, shit, they do not play, you know, at all whatsoever. And I saw that one night. I came out of a bar. I was, you know, of course, Denmark overseas. I'm with, you know, U.S. Air Force, NATO. Okay. And... Come out of a bar drunk, three in the morning. You know the typical story when you're in the service. <laughs> walk out, and I'm just like, oh, god, that cold air feels good, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, and there's a guy right out front there, and he's still working. You know, he's got the hot dog cart, and they sell him the Brockwurst and the stuff. You know, they sell there, and so I get this big hot dog thing, and they don't come on a bun. It's just you know, they give you this piece of sausage, and they cover it with kind of a mustard potato blend thing, and. Oh, it's real good. You know, okay, especially when okay. you drink it too. It's like, oh, damn, that's good. <laughs> that <know>? grease. <laughs> the greasy stuff. Well, you know, you're drunk. You, you went in Rome. Yeah. You know? So uh, this guy came up. He wanted to borrow my lighter. I'd finished the sausage just smoking a cigarette. I was a little lighter, lighter. He pointed. Okay, you know. And he walks away with it. I'm like, hey, man, those are hard to come by over here because they didn't have Bix. They didn't have a lot of stuff. Marlboros, Levi's, some of the Nike, some of the stuff we do, mm. which leads me to another story. One second, I think that may be Stuart. Really? Yeah. Well, he's he's annoying, ain't it? I know that's. <laughs> uh, oh no, that's my That's uh, that's my neighbor's son's friend. These kids are so fucking ignorant, dude. Let's take a quick detour. Another These story. kids are so yeah. fucking. So well, I'll finish the story real okay. quick. Do that. Okay. Guy barred my lighter. He, okay. Him and some guys were over there, and they went and stood in a little doorway of a bank to light a bowl they had. He wanted to borrow a lighter. He was smoking some hash. You know? Oh, okay, okay. Big old Sherlock Holmes pipe. Fucking beautiful. And uh, police come out of nowhere because he'd set off the silent alarm there. And the police come out of nowhere and just, like, throw down on him. And I'm standing there just, like, walking up to the guy and... I freeze naturally. That's what you're supposed to do here anyway. Yeah, yeah. Freeze. Just, you know. Okay. Machine gun. <laughs> okay. No problem. And um, they talk to me. I'm like, I'm, you know, NATO. And they see your orders and then they just tell you to leave. Just go away. And so what did he do wrong that He just off? set off the activation alarm, the silent alarm, the motion detector in the bank doorway. Oh, because he was trying to duck in there. He's trying to duck in there and smoke a bowl, a couple of friends, and police oh, are on no. it. They're you like, know, <laughs> but yeah. they're like, no, we're not robbing a bank. We're just smoking hash. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they walk away, and I'm like, 
Damn, that is awesome. Yeah, that's like, you know, here it would have been like bad boys, bad boys. So what you're going to do? Yeah, you know. And then they're still throwing you in jail for attempted bank robbery. Yeah. That's how oh, the police yeah. work here. Oh, like, yeah. You're just smoking a bowl. You're still going to jail for attempted bank They'll robbery. They'll just pile on the charges. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. They get you in the system, get your prints, get you in the, get you in the system. And get your money. I was listening and on NPR yesterday. They said that there are more arrests made now with less charges filed. So they say what they'll do is arrest the person, get them in the system, they don't file charges, but then they'll charge you for the time you spent in jail waiting, like that week or so. It's crazy. It's weird. Oh, it's money. Yeah, and they said they went to certain counties and all of their arrests were like traffic violations. Like, you don't even supposed to arrest the person, you just give them a citation, but for some reason... It's like, oh, we want to search your car, and you won't give us permission, so we're going to arrest you. So now that they're going to legalize system, they're going to legalize pot one day, sooner or later, people just want it. But the police are now coming up with, and I saw this on TV, where they're coming up with a uh, way to detect if you're driving on the influence of marijuana. Now I was hearing about that. I was like, it's not going to work. Really, you guys can't do anything else. I mean, we do have a lot of crime, and there should be punishments more for stupid kids, which you were about to change topic and go down. We'll um, come back to those idiots. Yeah, that's, and they're everywhere now. It mm-hmm. seems like our millenniums are. There's some good, you know. There was always a percentage where you got some, you know, half and half type. Yeah. You know, it balances whatever. You got people that'll work this, but not anymore. It seems like there's only a small percentage of kids that are gonna achieve or or strive or. And I think we're we're reaching that critical mass of privilegedness. To where I think a lot of kids aren't coming up seeing the struggle, you know, because I feel oh, like when you're kids, raised seeing have, the struggle, you know, stupid kids, you know. I mean, I have um, my kids are stupid too. You know, <laughs> you know when you're in a blended family, you gotta give, you know, you gotta go both ways. Yeah, you know, a little like, bit of stupid okay, to go everywhere. Yeah, there's plenty of stupid to go around, but um, you know, her kids, uh, my kids were always scared of me, which worked for me. Fine okay. by me. Don't care. Not here to be your friend. Here to be your dad. So Boom. Don't like it. Too bad. Got to fear somebody. You know, get the hell out. And if if hate me made you get out and be successful and be on your own, then job done and well done. So I will you know, agree. I and, know. And now I will love you and love your grandbaby and my grandbaby and just you know and and uh, help you and um, and I always tried to help you before. It's just like stupid kids. They don't they don't take it. Mm-hmm. You know they won't. They don't. They don't care what you have to say. Well, because they know everything. Now I know in my case, my mom made it not bad, but she made it uncomfortable for my personality because I'm more of a leader. So I'm like, I'm tired of this person telling me what to do. I'm tired of having to ask to do this and negotiate to do this because she was a negotiator. Like, hey, mom, can I do this? You sure can, but you need to clean up this, clean up that, da 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 da. So it was like two days after I graduated, boom, I was gone. You me know, too. Because I just wanted to be my own uh, person. My mom is the same way. She's a very successful businesswoman. That's why we have um, some kind of bad blood now, you know. But And whereas I don't feel entitled, I feel I worked for it, mm-hmm. you know, which is... And, and, and women are different, and it, it's, it's hard for a, a woman to raise a man sometimes because a man wants to be a man. Exactly. And then if they don't, as is in millenniums today, they don't care if they're men or not. They just want to exist as a person. Uh, you know, you transgender know, person. This, uh, you know, uh, this person, that this. person, uh, I'm, whatever. I'm, it's reaching a critical mass with this identity <laughs> shit, too. Because my whole thing is this with the bathrooms and anything and everything. Oh my God. We have chromosomes, man. 
XY and what's the females on YYXX? I don't know, but it's a difference between the male and female chromosome, and you can cut yourself as much as you want, but you're not going to change your chromosome. And my whole thing with this, how you identify, thing that's cool if you want to identify as identify as identify. But my whole, and I'm if not you a hate super, yourself so badly that you, the the person you were born as, and if you believe in God, then. There's a plan for you. If you don't believe in God, then fine, you know, here's I'll my, do what I want. Here's my <laughs> thing, Uncle Mark. I have a hand with five fingers on it. If I, well, get I want into, six. If I get into yeah. my mind that I only feel like I need four, and I feel like I need to remove my pinky finger, they may admit me somewhere. You know what I'm saying? They're going to say this guy has a type of body dysmorphia. Which uh, is which they is would have years ago. Yeah, and they and still become maybe so, they'll let people yeah, cut their pinky off. I don't know. They'll give you lots of counseling, and they'll give you, a, you know, they'll let you talk to people, and then be in a group of other people that feel like want to that. cut their pinkies yeah. off. But you know, my whole thing <laughs> is is that, and I'm not knocking what anybody's going through because I'm not in that mental situation to have maybe the type of empathy. But we all have our things that we're dealing with. Part of that's a choice, though. I, I always felt, um, and you know, I, I know people have legitimate mental problems, and and I've seen it. But um, they're taking it out of the DSM now. That's the thing. Man, they're taking advantage of it. They're, you know, you know they're, they're taking they're a lot of diagnosis. Advantage and because um, gender identification disorder has been taken out, which is what they used to say. You know, and I'm not saying it's right oh, or yeah. wrong. I'm just saying this is a fact. It has been taken yeah. out. Yes. And did you know they yeah. took pedophilia out? At the beginning, I think, of 2015, and then people made such a fuss, they put it back in. Yeah, they did. Uh, I but was people, reading people Word that Changes, shit. and you think you did a show on the Word yeah, Changes. And yeah. um, I was like, yeah, hey, that's neat, that's neat, you know. And uh, when did everybody get to be so sensitive? When has it been allowed to be Trigger so words sensitive? And shit. You know, it, it's ridiculous nowadays. Um, We've been having some issues with stepkids and my stepkids, her kids, where the there's there's been choices, there's been uh, behavior allowed for so long that it's ingrained and you feel entitled mm. uh, that you can do this or get away with this because there's always a support mechanism somewhere Safety that net. allows. Yeah, absolutely. That and I tried to remove that recently a little bit, you know. Um, even at the my own cost, mm. but you, you see in people that um, they they don't have to do anything anymore. They don't have to act anyway. They 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 can get away with all kinds of stuff and and claim that it was some something. I, I felt this or I felt that or inside I'm different or a bunch of like emotional kind of mumbo fucking jumbo. But here's the difference. Is. I it think is. people. That's what I mean, the choices. That's what I believe these choices. But it's a choice they take. It's There's some legitimate mental issues there. People got issues, whatever. But it's a choice that, you know, it's almost a lifestyle you choose to, you know, it's high drama, too. It, it, it a lot is. of attention gets focused on you. Might not have been before. And now you people, a lot of people looking at you, listening to you, because you're... Care, you know, yeah. showing, absorbing amounts of care. And my thing is, is I think people need to toughen up, put that shit in a box in the back of their mind and keep on trucking. You know, I was listening to a guy talk the other day. Well, you're not productive in society anymore. Yeah. You're not contributing. I mean, there again, if you believe in God, you're not... These are things that are not acceptable. Period. You're supposed to treat others as you would be treated. Period. But then if you're like a scumbag person, 
Yeah, you don't. No, <laughs> I'm treating myself this badly that I would yeah. just form myself, cut myself, and then, change but, myself. And then, okay, and then and back, and, and, and back and to And if you that. feel bad about yourself, I can understand some cosmetic, you know, things. If you want to do something here, if you need them medically for something, that's fine too. But mm-hmm. um, to go and to change yourself there again, if you believe in God, you know, that's way meant for you to be. He didn't make a mistake. So... <laughs> You don't, you know? then you have to, and then there again, it splits right there. You either believe or don't believe. Yeah. And there's and your religion part of it, you know. There is a religion part of it. And I mean, well, well, let's let's add on to that. I think there's multiple parts of it. Because you can have a person who is religious of any religion, and then they'll say, yes, this is the way the creator, God, have you want to relate to it, calls you. And then you have your secular people who will just be like, hey, you know, maybe this is the way I made in the universal scheme of nature and blah, blah, blah. And then you may have a stone cold atheist to just be like, we're just creation. So we can do what we want to do. You know, we're free. Which is where a lot of the millenniums, they don't believe Uh, in God. It's, it's uh, the religion has changed and I guess they've seen it uh, become more softened to certain things. One thing I think I can say has happened is that, and it's also been made it more uncomfortable. Yeah. for young people to even uh, be religious as bad as some of the denominations are towards change and differentness and differentness you know I guess that conformance <laughs> unconforming uh, yeah, yeah non-conforming people but that's and that's weird because religion has all especially Christianity has kind of always bent with the people you know we have a lot of pagan type holidays sewn in there that was service here would be like especially the catholics <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they big idolatrous and stuff well you got to keep your crowd yeah you know, you, know, you got to keep your people <laughs> but i think a lot of the thing with the millennials is they're turned off because the dogma and all that stuff kind of started fading once they translated at least in christians the bible from latin to uh, common english because then it's like oh i can read this I don't have to have a clergy person tell me the word of God. Hebrew, something. You know, and then it was Latin. Latin, this and that, yeah. and all of that. So now it's because like, you know, masses you used to be in Latin, and that's what gets me is you know these, uh, especially the Baptist Church. You know, they just King James version. Yeah, you they, know, and I'm like, oh, you met the guy that had the Bible rewritten so he could marry his brother or sister thing. Yeah, that <laughs> you know, guy. Did y'all not like read the history part of that? Yeah, were, or even Constantine and, was, and the Constantine. And then it was still written towards it was uh, you know one of the church's tools. Yeah, it was written in a language that was very Shakespearean. That's that's how they talked then. Yeah, so it yeah. was rewritten as that like at the time. English. And um, there again, it was the the priest. You know, you didn't have any common men that had the access to a. Bible that could read it for him was always what you know you were told mm-hmm. this, and it's still like that a lot of times, and that's what I hate about going to church. Oh, I, the interpretation I, I, of it at least. Yeah, I hate listening to a preacher that tells me a sermon that you know this gives you this. Here's your sermon. This is it, and you walk away going, "That's you know." If if you read the Bible yourself, you'd be like, "Man, that's not really what it's it says." Not really what I got out of yeah, it. Yeah, he's just he's saying that. That's actually his. His, interpretation his version of it for sure and then you also have to see that, that that's a congregation that's a that's a large group of people that hold a large voting cast and a common a common local belief yeah so and if you want to control the population or a portion of it then you get them to conform mm-hmm. 
And let's and we're getting back to the millenniums aren't comfortable with that. They're not comfortable going to church and conforming because they're listening wanna... to somebody just scare the shit out of them. You know, yeah. like you're going to hell. You know, if you don't come up here and give me money and tell me what I want to hear today on the way home, you get hit by a car and you're going to hell. And here's it just the scares real. the shit out of people, and you know, and they just do not go. Yeah, and, and hear that deep. every damn Sunday. That you know, but um, there's other religions that aren't like that. And, and, and there's versions of Christianity and denominations that are because they got the Unitarian one here where it accepts lesbian, gays, and transgenders and all that. So you know, they got the whole spectrum of the gambit. But I think these new kids are just well. You know, if I could, yeah, new kids. They're just. I think they're over it because they see it as something that was adopted. Sounds like bullshit now. There you go. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I was trying to beat around the bush. You know, what it does it's like okay, we had the Bible. It's all you know. It's it's this. This is it. If you still read it, and then if they're still going by whatever the new international version, the English version, or whatever version, if it's anything close to what we have, then it it says this is right, this is wrong, and there you go. Yeah, and it's like you well, can't this, be like, well, let's kind of let's kind of pull that apart and interpret it a different yeah. way, and maybe uh, or let's pick out the inconsistencies. You know, yeah, like it says it this here like, and it says this here because it's sixty six books, but it's sixty six different books that were brought together. So well, this that book, were allowed to be in there after two hundred years exactly. of writing a book. Yeah, but then you got those like you got the apocryphals because I got those sitting over there. You approved, got approved. It had to, and then it had the final approval of a. Emperor of Rome, Constantine. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think the kids. I think they think it's like a lot of them don't buy that original sin. You know, because I think no, a lot of people think, "Hey, if God made me and God made all things perfect, then how am I born in the sin as an innocent baby?" You know, I'm having difficulty buying that, and I don't think sex is a sin. You know, I think no, I don't. But I was uh, led to believe that for many years yeah. after moving to Georgia and getting into the Baptist religion because we were brought up more Lutheran, which is a scary Catholic-like religion with the robes and the hats and the smoke and the you know <laughs> a lot of mysticism. Yeah, it was a very, lot of mysticism. Wow. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the show, it's, it's the show. It's a show. And then you sat there and you were good and you listened to some Latin and you know you're like okay and you didn't really. Care. And that's really the only thing they had like the two services during the week and one was Catholic, one was Protestant, and it was Lutheran or Episcopal type and uh, more Baptist. I mean, there was Baptist there, but we didn't go there because they, they was they was crazy. They're deep. You know, They're hardcore. They, they was, yeah, they was crazy. It was snake handling crazy. Oh, oh you, you guys know, had snake handlers? It was. I've seen snake handlers. Really? And I've seen people who seen jump out of the aisles and speak in tongues. Oh, and it's just like, like that's yeah. getting the hell out of here. Then they put the blanket on them when they go on the ground? Yeah, yeah. I did that one time. I went to a church with a friend of, I won't say his name, but a guy we used to work with. So I see everybody yeah, lining yeah. up getting knocked out. And I, I was raised in the Church of Christ, which is no instruments. You just sing. You just sing. It's all harmonizing. The whole church sings, and it was pretty awesome. But um, and I went to a great church that I really liked, and got closer to church and got. Yeah, those, but it was no like no dancing. Crazy, no. Like you make it a lady that like starts having an anxiety attack is what it really was. Like looking back on it, they just be overwhelmed, and I mean, or maybe they oh, were raptured. Maybe. You know, maybe I'm being too logical, but it no, wasn't all of I, this coming up and hands on the forehead, people on the ground with purple blankets over them. And I went to a church I like that. I can't buy that, though. I don't and I did it. That. Wait a second. I did it. I said, <laughs> I'm going to see what happens when you do it. 
So I go up there, <laughs> and I'm standing in line. You know, oh, I man, I wish I'd have thought of that. So <laughs> just go home. <laughs> I said, let's, let's do it. So um, I get up to the lady, and she's like, what's your name? Da, 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 da. And it's almost like one of those uh, 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 card readers. They ask you a few questions, and they run with it. So for me, just telling her my name and age, she gave me like a prophecy you, that you were going to be successful, dot, 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 dot. But I'm thinking to myself, well, Praise if you heard me say yeah, two sentences, like, you'd think I was going to be successful because I talk different from most everybody in the room, you know. So whatever. So she does the thing and she like shakes my head. And then she like goes into the gut and does like a gut shake and then does a head shake. And, what, and then she did like a double head gut. And then what they do is they'll push you back. And then there's like a guy standing behind you like. Yeah. Like pulling your axis. So you just naturally go back. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. So I go back and they put the blanket. Oh, I'm sorry. And they go back and they put the blanket over me. And, you know, I'm into all different kind of stuff. So I just like, I just sit. So I'm going to sit here and see if something happens. And nothing really happened. But that was my whole experience. I would love for the Holy Spirit to. Rapture. Yeah. I would just, just. Boom! But know, there were that, people that were on the floor. But that's floor. why we call it faith too. It's yeah. I, I could have been too much of a cynic. To, yeah. You know, I could have been. Yeah, and that's what I keep thinking. It's like ah, I'm too much of a cynic. It's not. You know, <laughs> I need to just let that, go. That, but I saw it for years and years and years, and it's uh, gosh, it's crazy though. I mean, I saw. I my mom insisted we go to church every Wednesday, Sunday, and. And we got to Georgia. It was uh, that's where she was from. We was back into this Baptist church. Oh know? yeah, especially being like these, a country church. The more yeah, country, the more hardcore. Oh, it was, and it was uh, doomsdayers. It was the the apocalypse you know, is coming in our lifetime. Next week, Tuesday at five. It you know it'll so, be here. You know it, and there was always events in the world that sustained their accusations. You know it was. We know people like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we do. And there's uh, there is a lot of weird stuff that goes on. And government's involved, I'm sure. And they're 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 not clean, but it's not as bad as they paint it. Because this is my thing, Uncle Mark. Uh, I don't think that I think it's easier for it all to come to an end than for it to keep going, because the world is a rough place to exist in. So I think for the refining of our spirits and souls to be acceptable, to be presented to God, it's too easy to just say, oh, it's all over. You know, and those I think you have to stay down here in the fucking battlefield. You know what I'm saying? And I would love that. You know, that's why I, I say, would thrive. <laughs> that's why I say people that think that it's going to end in your lifetime. I was like, you have to prove yourself, man. This is not about it ending. It ends when you die. And I love the shows, you know, um, uh, The Walking Dead, Fear of the Dead. And I, and yeah. I love that. But I feel will. The Walking Dead is pissing me off with their writing. Yeah, because it's yeah. not logical thinking. Like the walk, and even the last season of The Walking Dead pissed me off with their writing. Because I'm like, this is not just like when they found the truck full of food. Yeah, and then they keep driving around. I'm like, why don't you take the truck home? Yeah, and then yeah, all of this, it just kind of pissed me off. It did. Both of those did me too. It's um, because this is how I'd go down. The government would 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 roll in. Yeah. They deploy locally because if it goes bad worldwide and and uh, forces abroad are screwed, you know, everybody's on their own yeah. kind of at this point. It won't and be fighting each other. It'll just be surviving. It will be. Um, and I was just thinking about selling one of my guns and I was thinking about selling them because uh, the one of stepkids stupid, you know, more likely steal them and I won't get a chance to yeah I'd rather than be sold and stole so <laughs> damn <laughs> you know, at least I could use the money for something now you yeah. know and uh, and I'll keep a few select uh, 
because you can only carry so many too. And I was like, you know, gosh, I got over 20, 25 guns. It's like, I just don't need this many guns. Yeah, and, that's a heavy load. <laughs> yeah, I let my, and I let my sister recently, I just gave my nephew one and, you know, uh, that's great. And, okay, well, let me know if you have any for sale, man. I'm always in the look. I was uh, going to sell the SKS. It's beautiful. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I'm also in the market for like a small uh, semi, like, you know, semi-automatic because I have the uh, 357 up there. Me too. Uh, and it's a two-inch barrel. It's like a little doodad. Yeah. Like if somebody's up too close, just flick it and, you know, make them explode. But I noticed that the range, I shoot better uh, distance with a uh, semi-auto. Well, up close, you don't need to aim much. You're going to hit somebody. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a 357, if they're, you can shoot three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to take. Uh, Glock's one of the best handguns I ever had, so I love my Glock. I want to get the 23, the new G23. I got the original 17, the Gen 1. Really? Yeah. How long have you had it? 85. Whoa, 85? I was born in 82. I'm just three years I'm older than that 85. guy. <laughs> yeah, I got it uh, when I was in the service. Nice. Did yeah, you? we were going from 38s to the 9mm. It was a Beretta. It's a nice gun. Um, more rounds so you know and if you're shooting a 38 might as well shoot a nine so even though i did like a 38 38 did have a little bit more punch but um from here to there killing range is the same from here to there killing range is the same so and the nine held more rounds the beretta did so glad to have more rounds always you know yeah yeah because the m16s we were carrying were trash and only you know 20 round clips and not really a great gun people love them ar or 15 whatever it's not a great gun i mean it's okay like if you keep it clean and you shoot it in ideal conditions, it's it's a great gun. Well, what's the difference between that and let's say an SKS or an AK forty seven? Let's say I got one, you got the other. We're out somewhere and something happens, they get wet. My AK will still work. Your AR won't. You drop it in the sand, uh, your AR won't work. My AK will. I heard people say you can bury an AK in the sand. You can, yeah, you can, and it's um. Same thing with the clock. That's what I like about it. You could throw it in a mud puddle, run over it. They did that. They fired like 10,000 rounds out of it. They uh, threw it in Australian icy road, ran over it with trucks, picked it up, shot like another 10,000 rounds out of it, and, you know, great gun. Yeah, so it'll... And you couldn't, you couldn't do that with a lot of other handguns. And same thing with the SKS, AK. Just very durable, made to be trash, made to be used, um designed by a, a Russian tank guy that was, you know, these guns are not always in ideal conditions. Those Russians can make guns because isn't the AK out of Russia too? Yeah. I guess, you know, they're just good at certain... <laughs> well, SKS was kind of a prototype and they kind of redesigned it and made it a little more... So the SKS yeah. is a precursor to the AK? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Great gun. Love mine. Never had a problem with it. Bought it used in a pawn shop. Um, my wife went in by me Christmas present. She goes, well, I didn't get you anything. So, so, you know, pick something out. I know you wanted a thirty thirty, and <laughs> it's like, all right, you know. And I look at thirty thirty guy wants three something for it. I'm like, that's retail. I can probably go get one online for that, you know, and new. Um, looking around, then I saw the SKS there, and I was like, oh, what's that? And he goes, that's ah, just some Chinese assault rifle, and there again, I'm that flea market guy. I can see a treasure. I'm like, well, let me see that, you know. <laughs> what you want for this he's like a uh, 170 and it's like come with a box ammo or something he's like oh yeah sure and 
and threw it in there, and I'm like, he didn't, didn't even know what he had. Um, nice. And so what was the normal price of something like that? Probably around three, three and a half. So he just didn't know what he had. Not really. No, <laughs> so. no, you're not going to tell him either. No. Matter of fact, not my job. Matter you know, of fact, you throwing he's, a box of ammo, please. Yeah, no, I know. see what shit. else I can get out of it. Yeah. He know what really it is. act like he's a piece of shit. Like, yeah, well, I need a box, you know. So he And he did, and it was great. So oh. And a great gun. Took it home, cleaned it, shined it up a little bit, kind of a little restoration on it, and it's beautiful. Got it right. It's got a marking down the side of it, I guess, where they were issued somewhere. Found okay. a bayonet at the flea market. Guy didn't. Guy had a box of them, just like a box of bayonets, knives, and and guy down at the end of the aisle has bayonets he sells, and they're like forty, fifty, sixty, seventy dollars because okay. he knows what he has, and they're hard to find. This guy had just he just out there got a booth for today, and he had a old ammo box full of knives and bayonets, and walked by. I was like, how much you want for that? And goes up. Ten dollars. I was like, okay. And for one or the whole box? I just won the bayonet, but it fits the SKS perfect, Perfectly. and now it's kind of a complete thing. Model it's and ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's ready for the apocalypse. I know, right? <laughs> 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 I've got a thousand rounds or so for it. So nice, because you can't just have a few rounds. But I'm just as deadly with a twenty-two as I would be with this thing. Mm. And uh, they're lighter. I can carry more. <laughs> yeah, more. So now, did you? Get, I kill you at a hundred yards with the twenty-two. Let me tell you, I'm deadly accurate with one really? of those. Well, it's a very comfortable gun. If it doesn't have any kick, you can just like be dead on somebody. You yeah, know? and put and hit multiple rounds because it's not <laughs> right. recoiling. Just yeah, just tink 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 and let go. Headshots. Now, did you get into guns like when you? Were in Georgia, or were you already exposed to them in New Orleans? Oh, absolutely! Because uh, that seems like that would have been a real. My like, dad would have got arrested. Dumbo Geechee kind of growing up. Was it like that, or was it more city, or was it more uh, swampy? No, it was real swampy then. We'd been through a couple of hurricanes. A lot of development was down anyway. We went through uh, Hurricane Betsy and Hurricane Camille was just like Katrina, which just destroyed our house. And really, the previous house got trashed too. It was uh, that's what hurricanes do, you know. Yeah. When you're right there in New Orleans or across the river. It's same thing. It just it just wipes it out. Just flushes it. So like coming up as a boy there, was it like Huckleberry Finn kind of stuff, like fishing, country life? Or was it more like New Orleans partying? No, nah, it was definitely fishing. We killed all kinds of stuff. We were given guns when we were <laughs> ten years old. My dad handed me my first twenty two sim still got it. One of my favorite guns. Still have my Winchester two feet, twenty two long. Really? You know, like 18 rounds and just, we went out and just killed everything. <laughs> you know, and that's the real difference between then and now. Even when I was, when I, I was a shoot boy. Fish, then we shoot those gars down in the Yeah, canal. the gars. Yeah, just fuck, fuck, and you know, and then wait for something else to come up and eat that. Eat it and, and shoot it too. <laughs> Use it as bait. But I remember being a kid in the 90s having a 760 pump, air pump rifle. Oh yeah, and uh, I forgot what what this other one was called, but it was like a, a pistol. Now you give pellet guns, BB guns, but I don't um, even back think then we, you know, I think we had those at like seven years old. It was yeah. kind of training for your for the real thing. But yeah. now you can't even give them a pellet gun. No, like, I don't think you can't I would give, give them a minor at all. You can't even give them a damn toy gun almost because you see kids getting shot because they got toy guns. So oh, it's, yeah, it's my, so different. Uh, it's so different. I got a nephew you know? in the state patrol that um, said uh, one of his partners just shot a 13-year-old uh, for getting out with a BB gun. And 
guy shot him, you know. And, and the guy should have known. The guy was 13. He, like, stole a car, was driving around, state uh, patrol. Yeah, that's different, though. Because what I'm talking about is hunting in the woods. Oh, yeah. Or uh, for us, we were kind of in the city-esque, but Bradenton isn't really like New York, so it's just like here, suburbs. But we'd be riding around with our bicycles, shooting squirrels and shit off power lines. But now, if you're in a yeah. stolen car, you got to have a little <laughs> more. So it's a difference because what, what the yeah, guns that you and shot. me are talking about are like going back there in the woods with your dog, with a, trying to hunt coons or squirrels or birds. Now, if you're in a stolen car, uh, if you're hanging out, you know, on the corner or just you're not hunting, you're not doing it for sport, you just no. have it as a toy, then, like I said, that's why I wouldn't give my son even a little uh-uh. pop gun. Not because nowadays, not with the police culture nah, or anything. No, yeah. no, unless it was me and him in the woods so that anybody that came up on us would recognize, hey, this they're out doing this kind of activity, you know. But when I was a kid, know. it was just like, Dad, I want this, this air rifle. We go to Walmart, get it, buy a big thing of BBs, bicycle, go. Yeah, which <laughs> go. was great, better than a PlayStation. But, yeah, yeah, dangerous, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know we could have killed each other. Even with BB guns and pellet guns, we could have killed each other. My buddy I shot didn't think about eye. it back then, but um, we were told, you know, you guys get hurt with these. And uh, there was a severe ass whipping that came with that. So even if you got hurt, shot in the eye, lost your eye, <laughs> you still, still get an ass whipping. <laughs> ass uh, whipping is still coming. Know, which the kids today don't get. You know, they're not, you they know, never got an ass whipping. Uh, not a real rock solid one. Not like no, a real, no, no, not no. one that has some time that's involved. your mom chasing you around the house yeah. with the belt Nowadays, kids ass. get like popped. You know, they yeah. gotta get a one or a bam bam, a one two. Well, they and don't get that. And mine did, and that's kept them scared. You know, I'll, you, you'll get more of those if you keep it up. But mm-hmm. my wife's kids never got, ever got hit. None of them ever got spanked, never got hit. And I think fear, it, you know, some people, the, the new generation is against the fear concept. Like when you said, my kids feared me. There are people that will listen to this and cringe, you know, and be like, oh my God, this person wants to get. But to me, I think what saved my life is fearing my mother because I grew up sure. where all of my friends or a majority of them sold crack cocaine and made tons of money in middle school. And I've got a stepson on crack cocaine that I, know, I hit recently and then I'm the bad guy. I remember I the hand cash had to spark his ass. <laughs> you know, and it was like he's nobody's ever in his feelings are hurt. Because you hit him. Yeah. And it's like, well, what? But that's because he's never had it done to him before. So he's uh, experienced. He, this is also a woman can't raise a man thing hardly. I mean, because this kid has always been under the wing of his mother. So he's never tried to be the man. Not tried to be the leader yeah. like you. You have it in you to do it. I had it in me to do it. I try to lead them out of darkness. and yeah. like They just won't have it. You know, because even in my case... My mom was a police. She's a retired sheriff's officer. So when I got whooped, I got whooped with that thick police belt. Oh, yeah. Braids on you. So <clears throat> I understood. She so was like fucking serious. You, you know, my wife doesn't believe you, it when I tell her. I was like, you don't know who she used to be. She has mom, gotten my soft. My wife never got that either. But my mom would. My dad, we used to get that Texas leather there in Louisiana. <laughs> Texas leather. <laughs> my dad had them belt buckles and leather. My mom would beat our ass with that stuff for just even saying a cuss word. Just like if you even started to go, oh, shit. But Boom. <laughs> she, was, she was, you were out in the yard running away from her down the street. And, Zero tolerance. Yeah, no, no. It was, yeah, that was bad. Zero tolerance. But now, it's, it, I think what it's, oh, you, here's what happened. Let me tell you what happened, Uncle Mark. The fucking state stepped in. Because now they came up with child abuse. Don't just say states, say Democrats. 
Okay, well, I don't know. I, but you got to remember, too, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was young yeah, back then. Of, so. You had a lot of people that uh, care about people's feelings now. And, yeah. And how the, you know, kids get, and I, you know, kids get hurt. That's one thing. You know, somebody's abusing a kid, that's another thing. Take the parent out and beat their ass. See how they like I'll it. I'll give you a prime example. I'm not even putting him in jail. I'm like, no, we're putting you back with the kid. You hit him again, we're coming back and beating your ass again. We're going to send five cops over here with billy sticks and just wear your ass out. Um, got it? Yeah. You know, all right, all right. I'll, yeah. You know, or leave. Or leave. Leave. And that's or, it. you know, I think a lot of that. Leave think and send we, a check. We've moved away from the community <laughs> too, right? Because, like, let's say I see this guy over here slapping the shit out of his son beyond... That wouldn't you know, happen anything. in New Orleans. You, you could know, just walk over. To, I would be like, hey, man, what the fuck you doing? Beat his ass. Or I'm even saying as a neighbor and, and a human being. He, he don't want to get beat. I would call the cops, but I would probably have to walk well, over there and be is, like, is the what the fuck is you doing, call. bro? Yeah. Like, I may have to slap the shit out of you. And if you think you're such a big bully, you're going to hit a woman, there'd be a couple big guys that would just yeah. take offense to that, go down there and be like. Beat your ass. You like fighting, so do we. <laughs> but gonna beat now, your ass. But now, prime example, when I was little, my sister went to school and I guess said that she got popped with a hanger, which she probably did. Did you know when my mom went to pick her up, the police, and my mom was a police officer. So it was like, boom, bam, pow. She wasn't there. All this shit over, oh, I got popped with a hanger, which she probably did. But it wasn't like you got motherfucking beat with whelps or something with a hanger. What it was, when she was doing right. something she wasn't supposed to do, got caught. And then flipped that little information out there as a diversion and didn't know what she was doing because she was a kid. And I personally saw a change in my mother's parenting from that point on because the state, or as you say, the Democrats, said, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, you can't do that. So now you can see a distinct difference between me and my big sister and then my little sister because my little sister was taught at a young age that she has power. Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? God, I hate so now that. it's like now you yeah. can't hit me to whereas I'm still under the old mindset of Well that was a single Courtney, dad. I'll fuck your ass up. You know, so I didn't never I was told you better call them because yeah, call them. I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass to have to death before they come kind of shit. But she pulled a trigger and it worked, you know, and I Oh it did with my youngest. She uh my I was a single dad raising the kids and the the mother was a horrible influence. She was an alcoholic and uh just vengeful you know mm. um not my fault her parents were abusive to her when she was young no need to take it out on me i'm sorry they died and you didn't have a lifetime of extracting your revenge on them you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh. and i was the next closest target and she seemed to always be very you know but i'm and there again she was probably one of my first encounters with people that had Issues, mental problems okay. that arose from childhood trauma, whatever, uh, raised by alcoholics. And she was an alcoholic, and she just was letting it go down the line. You know, she wasn't going to break the cycle. Mm. You know, and all of her, she had uh, three other brothers and sisters, and they are all the same. Now, did you know that when you met her? No, because back then it was just, you know, people, you know, I had an uh, uncle that was an alcoholic, but he was one of the colorful alcohol. He went to jail, he moonshine, and... Did some counterfeit and, and, you know, and shot his first wife. And, you know, and he spent some time. So it's more of a lifestyle. Yeah, it's more of a lifestyle. It was a choice. But uh, he, he wasn't a bad guy. After all that, he wasn't really a bad person. Yeah, he, you know? was, uh, he was real nice to me. We got along great. But, uh, 
uh, he had an estranged family, and I think he felt bad. I mean, the remorse finally, you know, whatever you, you and then again, you you grew up is like, oh shit, I did some bad things when yeah. I was younger. Or I I had a problem. I had to stop doing that and just quit drinking altogether. And he kind of stopped at that point. And he was a different person, but he was really never allowed to interact with his family. He was they were estranged, and they didn't yeah. like what happened. And he, he like had nine kids too. Like he like sprawled out, you know, Rolling big. Stone. Yeah, and um, uh, but that's the only ex- exposure I'd had to an alcoholic. Somebody that had been an alcoholic and quit being an alcoholic and got their shit together. And so when, you, when I met my first wife, she was an alcoholic. Well, you know, she was just party girl then, and that was fun, you know. Yeah. And then um, you started seeing problems after the years. And then my mom, who was a strict Baptist, and I'd been pretty much exposed to the Baptist religions, like, well, no, you just don't matter if it's bad or not. You, it better or worse. You just stay, and you just oh. suffer. And that's your penance for something you did in a previous life or something. Oh, I don't know. There's some logic I, there. I was like, oh, God, you know, and it was just it was just too hard. But she was bad about uh, when we got divorced, which after 19 years, I mean, I, oh, wow. I You're did for suffer. Oh, you years? Yeah, it was bad, too. Um, you know, I was I was getting divorced, and uh, I was young, stupid, whatever. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd never been played anything like that. And then she did that for years, and then used the kids, and would put stuff, you know, if your dad hits you, you know, you just call the, you just tell them at school the next day, and... Oh, gave so, her that oh. gave her that power thing, and it oh, was so like she was things. coaching. Yeah, yeah. Somebody told him whatever, and so there's a little bit of that lifestyle change you get when you got to watch what you do. With the kids now, and it was um, okay. You know, it's like uh, you just go go live with her, then go live with the alcoholic. Yeah, you know, you're going to listen to me, and if you're not going to listen to me, and you're not going to be disciplined, then I really don't. I I can't have. I don't want that. Can't have it in my life. What can you do? Because then you're powerless. Your mom, then. Oh no! Can't go live with her. She doesn't know how to cook. She doesn't know how to clean or take care or work or earn or you know. You did everything, and I was like, "Well, okay. Well, then clean up your damn room. You know, we shouldn't have to get in a fight about you cleaning up your room." And I don't know why she told would tell you, but it was people with issues, uh, and that was probably one of the first things. And you should recognize these things. Sometimes you don't. It's it's too hard. Well, love is blind, and it is. And, it's stupid and my too. second wife, when I met her, I just, I just didn't love, and I saw things with her kids, and then it was like I just, I. When you're in love, there again, yeah. you're, you're kind of. It has a way powerless. of saying it'll be okay, it'll work yeah. itself out, or it's not. You don't see it, and I was telling somebody that the other day. I was like, in relationships, as it goes on, you start to see the things that love reprogram your brain because you know all this experience is just vibrations coming into our eyes and fingers and ears and being interpreted you know so who knows what is really out there it's just an interpretation so when you're in love and your body's making dopamine and oxytocin and all this stuff you don't see them (laughs) freckles and pimples and lines and three gray hairs and cracks and dimples and this and that. No, I don't see that when I look at my wife now, Margie. She's just beautiful to me. She said, oh, my hair's gray. I got to cut. I'm gaining weight. I don't see nothing. Don't, you know, you just see? Because that's her, the magic and the beauty her, of love. And, which is why I've endured another, you know. But it may wear off on it, the kids. <laughs> <laughs> because of the kids. But yeah. um, And I've tried to be good to them and great to them and uh, give them the best advice, uh, better than 
I could almost do for my own kids. I mean, I didn't do any better for my own than I did for them. I mean, they're very yeah. equally treated. And, yeah. uh, and her kids probably had more of an advantage. Their, their first dad, he got hit by truck, pharmaceutical. Mm. So they, they got big money. But they went through that to where they didn't have nothing after so many years. And then, but they, I guess, felt like they should live this sort of lifestyle and, or people have this and that. And a lot of TV, which I hate, some of the teen mom and uh, was Jersey Shore and oh, all those culture. things. And that, that was their an intervention. And it was. Uh, oh, intervention like gives me the makes my skin crawl I don't know it's just, it's just a how to on how to take advantage of your family almost or how to get away with doing drugs your whole life without there being any re repercussions but why would you want to do that uh, but I've seen it in my wife's family it's not just like in her kids it's something that's spread out in her family her brother's an alcoholic and her dad was an alcoholic and the rest of the family there must be a majority of them are on drugs uh, well, pills some well, sort of most something. of America's on drugs yeah, and I recently, I'm not, I'm not, you know, exclude myself from that. I'm not better than anybody else. I had back surgery uh, probably when I didn't need it. Should have gone and saw your chiropractor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but was in pain and uh, was given pain medication. And then it seemed like when uh, I had to have more pain medication and longer. And I was on it for years, like six years. Just, wow. Yeah, and it uh, wasn't until recently... Uh, last year, I quit last year. It was like I'm not taking this shit anymore. And part of it, you see, drugs and everybody else around you, and what it's doing to them, and it's killing them mm -hmm. slowly. Mm -hmm. Even at the nursing home where my wife works, it was like these people are medicated to death more than they're being treated for anything. It's mm -hmm. just like they've already given up, and they just doctors give them pills, and they take pills, and they're in the pasture. They're in the back pasture. Yeah. And I, I quit, and I went through your little withdrawal stuff and I was like oh, yeah I see people just suffer through this and it's horrible withdrawal so what was it so was it as bad as they say in your opinion it's manageable it is but just, it does just like your pain yeah it sucks ain't nothing good about it okay. <laughs> it's not enjoyable <laughs> but you handle it the old fashioned way with alcohol <laughs> you, know? you just counterbalance it <laughs> yeah it's like okay man I need a glass of wine I was like I ain't kidding. I'm having a margarita tomorrow night and then end up having a couple you know I like Bloody Marys I'm going to try that and then you just kind of you have one of those once a week or something you don't have to but you, you can get through it yeah. Tylenol PM to help you sleep yeah. you know Advil PM whatever you know something like that and uh, started doing yoga okay little you know not that's weird to some people but it's you know when you just stretch and, and move and try to just meditate and just um, does wonders mindfulness too you know, well, it is. A lot of that's a weak mind. And uh, now that I have clarity, it's like I see. But a lot of that came from the um, intolerance to other people doing drugs for recreational purposes. When I had pain from surgery and legitimate pain, sonic nerve pain, that I'm watching people just do it for recreational purposes. Mm -hmm. I've never minded... Um, you know, weed, I, you know, love weed, weed, you know, it's got a lot of useful, you know, purposes. Uh, they make all kinds of good stuff out of it. And it, it mellows you out, chills you out. It's nobody's uh, dying off of nobody's weed. Nobody's killing each other over weed neither, you know, and, um, uh, there's, circumstances when you probably shouldn't maybe drive because you are yeah. a little impaired and I, yeah. um, but I was never as reckless. I was always more careful 
See, yeah. like, because I was, like, more paranoid. aware of paranoid, <laughs> like a son of a bitch. I was going to say, usually you're pretty paranoid. You're not going like, to drive but, fast. Uh, and when, but when you're drunk driving, you know, it's like, oh, I wish I wasn't drunk. Man, you're just chilling. You're just, you're just, yeah, you're, you're more relaxed. It's like, I got this. Yeah, I got this. I'm ready. And then you're that drunk where you're like, oh, shit, I'm drunk. And it's like, whoop, whoop. Oh, shit. Stop and walk away. Yeah, that's, that's when you should you stop and walk, walk away. away. And, you know. Throw your keys. And I don't have keys to that car back there. <laughs> I'd rather buy more keys and get a deal. Uh, get a deal. I've never gotten one, thank God. But I'm not a big drinker. You know, I uh, I tried beer at five and didn't like it. Budweiser, heavy. Yeah, we drank it in New Orleans. So, you know, we were given wine. We had our own little wine glasses, little crystal glasses. We sat at the kids' table. We were given wine. I was all growing up until I moved to Georgia again. And we was like... Oh, if you drink, you're going to hell. I'm like, I've been drinking since I was five. (laughs) My whole life. You know, it's like, and now I'm going to hell. Oh, God, please forgive me. You know, and it was. uh, So you got a real culture shock. Big time. So were you able to make friends? Not as easily here. Not as easily in Georgia. Now, those guys were redneck. And there comes educational things because you're taught different stuff, different times, exposed. there again, we started out going to flea market. It's like I find treasures. I was walking through there. I found a, uh, you know, somebody's mother died, or grandmother, or aunt, or whatever, and they got her whole house out there in a booth. And, <laughs> and I go through and I pick up stuff. I pick up eight hundred dollar camera for fifteen bucks. You know, I pick up a Waterford crystal picture mm-hmm. frame. Uh, went online, looked it up real quick. One hundred twenty nine dollars. I got it for my mother for a buck. Put a picture in it, send it her, loves it. Boom. You know, because it's Waterford Crystal, you know. But I find a lot of stuff like that, you know. I need to go out there. Do you go to, like, what ones do you go to? Just, like, Waldo? Yeah, I go to Waldo. The big ones I like, but the big ones are more vendors. They get more, you know, and they got yeah, stuff. The, they, they got tools the China and, stuff and stuff. purses and rugs and kitchen stuff. You seen like on the TV. I, I like going out there because... Somebody's mom died, and somebody's, you know, and, I, and I'm sorry for her, but you know, she um, has some good stuff. She has, you know, and why would they would be out there? And I see them; they're pillheads, they're alcoholics, they're 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 getting money for tonight. They're not thinking about next week, next month, next year. They just mom died. I here's her stuff. Let's, let's have a yard sale, and if that sale, we'll go to the flea market, sell the rest of it, and whatever, just whatever for money, money. And you see there. You see the desperation in their eyes, and it's scary, man. Like that—that's what scares me. Around <clears> about <throat> 2004, the people I went to school with started taking oxycontins and Percocets, yes, yeah, right, Vicodin, and right. I had moved here, yeah. And uh, man, it just is was just scary. Spread. Like I would go home and go to a party, and it used to be we're just drinking and smoking a whole bunch of weed, yeah, you know, having fun, tons of weed, now and some drinking, fun, tons of weed, drinking, yeah, but having yeah, a great time. I go home the next time, and it's like we're at a house party, but it's people that but keep nobody's going stealing from anybody either. That is the first you know, thing. You know, now this person's drunk. That pillhead's going over there and picking his pocket, and then the next day he's like, "Oh man, somebody's you lost your wallet. Here, I'll help you look for it." Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between an alcoholic and a pill head is an alcoholic can get up and be like, Man, you left your money out, we we went and got some more liquor. We got all messed up. I'm sorry, man, I'll pay you back. Pill head's like, Oh, really you lost your money? Here, I'll help you look for it. Yeah. And they took it. And a wee head and just like, Hey, you left your bag here we we're trying to smoke it. 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 Shit, it. We started, it. Uh, I'll hook you up next week. Like, you know, you I just shouldn't have left more. it, you know. That's just stupid, man. Oh, that was yours? <laughs> But no animosity or no yeah, feelings. Yeah, you know. and I think the difference is, is 
I don't think I don't consider when a person is strung out on drugs to be recreational because at that point it's no more fun. No, I just think it's addiction. And I've seen them spend more energy uh, than working to fund their addiction. Yeah, like I see a lot of alcoholics that are functional alcoholics. They get up, they go to work, and they they fund their addiction. Fine. The world you're, you're is still, still the functional weedheads. <laughs> you still got your insurance, and you're still paying taxes, and you're paying for tires Everything. for your car and gas and food, and I mean, so you're not making somebody else pay for your stuff. Whereas the pill head will get up and they'll hustle yeah. all day long. You know, yeah. crack same way, scrapping stuff, stealing stuff to mm-hmm. go pawn and spend more energy, twice the energy trying to fund that addiction than they would if they just worked for it. Be like, hey, I got a paycheck. Well, I'm going to do crack all weekend. Fine. Yep. And I then wouldn't you, care then. And then you have that great area of people who you have, because I knew growing up, like I said, a lot of my friends sold crack. And you would see these business guys come through and get like a fucking 80-pack of rocks for the week or for the two weeks. And they would be like these functional crackheads. And my friends would be like, yeah, he has a family. I don't went to his house when nobody was there, dot, dot, dot. He's just a regular guy. He just, you know, smokes crack to get through it because he has a lot of work. Or the people that are really busy and they just sniff coke to keep going. Because now, you know, the new coke is Adderall. Right. You know, now, you know, kids in school and people working on Adderall. And friends, people we work with. And I mean, I have taken Adderall here and there. um, But now, uh, hell, I don't don't even want to try drugs anymore. Anybody's like, hey, man, uh, I got some blow you want to do a bump and I'm nah. no 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 now I took an Adderall I'm, before I'm the one now. thing about that is if you have something you need to do you know like okay I need to drive five hours and I'm tired boom take one you'll be okay but I think even with that people abuse it because then they'll take that and sip some codeine because you know people love sipping certain nowadays oh yeah and I think that speedballing by a different combination is all it is kind of is ain't it yeah, yeah it's just uppers and downers speedballing right you know but it's popular now. It used to be popular to sell drugs in the 90s. Now it's popular to You know what I tried? Drugs. I just liked that got me all wired one day. I was going to work. I stopped and I got the... Uh, and I, I don't buy anything from fast food. I don't like McDonald's. But I got a... Uh, you know, I was just... It was the only thing right there. I was like, uh, I'll try one of those frappes. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I got wired off drinking. McDonald's <laughs> coffee is strong as shit. I did. I got that large chocolate chip. Oh, shit. Hey, man. I was, I was wired. I was like, damn, this is like doing coke. Oh, <laughs> I was, man, like, oh, I was beat for hours. It's strong as a motherfucker, man. It'll it, get you going. It'll get you. I remember one night I bought my wife this big one, but I went and got it from the McDonald's and Walmart, and it was about to close, and the lady looked back at me, and I'm a big guy, so she just put like five more fucking pumps on that bitch, right? Oh, yeah. Of the juice, right? So I take it home and give it to my wife. Drunk the whole thing is not funny. Oh man, this poor girl is in the bed, fucking shaking and shit. She's like, "What yeah. was in there?" I was like, "Well, the lady put like five extra pumps in there." Yeah, yeah just get rid of She's this like, stuff. Feel like heart is gonna beat out of my chest. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why I was. I was like, "This is this is neat," you know, and um, that's perfectly legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But you know, and that's it, what they do in prison or jail. I saw people. I had to go to jail for a short time once. Uh, ex-wife, kids, uh-huh. thing. You know, just. Uh, there again, when people are that disruptive or destructive in your life, just get away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going to make you mad enough to where you feel that you have to hit them. You shouldn't live with that person anymore. That's true. You know, just you That's need to sign. leave. That's there's a, there's your sign, stupid. Yeah. You know, so. But when I was in for the short time, 
uh, and some people deserve it. Let me just say, depending <laughs> <laughs> on the school of thought, <laughs> yeah, and the offense. Some people need fucking slapping, you know. But uh, when I was sitting in the jail for that short time, <laughs> these guys would stay up all night doing the coffee shots. They get these little coffee shots, and uh, they'd get the instant coffees um, as a which is worse care package. Yeah, they'd sit there and do five or six of them in a row. Just so, what does that box. mean, a coffee shot? Oh, they would take the little, like the little uh, cheap Folgers, uh, little packets for one, and mm-hmm. they pour them all in like a one little cup and a little like Nyquil cup, and just mm-hmm. just wet it to where it was kind of a thick syrup, and then they chug that, and then they would get all wired. And oh, okay, so they're just getting some kind of just rush. Get, yeah, some people just gotta be impaired. They just gotta have something. They just cannot do without being yeah. altered in some state way, or and I. I've enjoyed being straight, uh, not entirely. I enjoy weed, you know, and like an occasional drink, you know. All these things are fine. Uh, government shouldn't be in your business to where any, any of that's a problem. Um, uh, when you're not all medicated and sedated and uh, numb to things, you enjoy your love more, your wife, mm-hmm. your girlfriend, your husband, whatever, you know. And I don't consider weed you know, a drug. I, I think it's a natural enhancement because we have cannabinoid receptors in our brain. So I like to take weed out of the drug category and into the more herb, natural thing. Because to me... Then you'll throw mushrooms in there with it. Uh, yeah, you know? well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm trying to, my homeboy got a feel I'm trying you know, to get to. And they're there, that weak mind can't handle some stuff. Weak minds can't handle well, anything. I'll tell you, you know? what now, before I do but the, mushrooms. The weak minds will go towards a pharmaceutical before they'll go to a natural yeah, thing. Yeah, because I started out trying acid in high school because I went to an integrated high school or a white high school on the white side of town. They bust us over there so it would be equality. So they were, you know. That shit started when I was going to high school. Yep, that, right around that time. Yeah, so at any yeah. rate, um, man, I'm, just, I'm hanging out with these. Well, it was it was different for me. I was just like accepted, invited, boom, boom, boom. So I'm hanging out with these kids, and it was a bit of a culture shock because they had cars, they could cuss at their parents and shit, and all kind of stuff. You know, these is say like, what? You know, it was different because it wasn't country in Bradenton. Bradenton was more like retired people from up north who came there and now they have kids but they have money and it's more of a beach lifestyle kind of deal so it's more yeah. like 90210 ish you know so at any rate i'm hanging out and yeah, i can't even it's comprehend weird it's weird like you know beach houses on the beach and all this kind of shit money cars your homeboy got a bmw in high school and shit and we living in the ghetto so at any rate i'm hanging out and, that, and for the longest time i would watch them do drugs like okay this guy's doing ecstasy. Okay, I'm noticing that. that entitlement thing. This guy's doing yeah. acid. This thing because they had money and came yeah. from money. They yeah. they could afford Man, drugs. Listen to this. We'd be <clears> riding around. I could never with, afford drugs either. It was like that shit was expensive. Man. Exactly, because I'm in the hood. I'd rather live out on my own, drinking, smoking weed, and chasing tail than hanging out with just a certain group of people and just yeah. doing blow all the time or and being sedated. Sitting or, in a dark room. But I remember in the hood, you'd be like trying to throw in two bucks to get like a bootleg cup of liquor and a nickel bag of weed. I'm hanging out with Hell them, yeah. and they have a case of quartz in the trunk with like a half ounce. And, yeah. it's, and then you get pulled over. You get pulled over now, and they just police pull out the bottles, guys, and give me the weed. You need to go home. You're in the hood. This fucking nickel bag making all of us arrested. So, you know, you see the difference in tech. You know, that's true, too. Growing up where I was at, the cops kept your weed. 
They pulled you over, Georgia, back then, little town, one red light like I live in now. They they kept your weed. Thanks. And they're doing that in Gainesville now, too. I don't know if you know they passed the law that if you have under 20 grams, it's just a $100 ticket. They're no longer around. And oh. I've already known, say, I, it happened to my buddy. There's your God. Praise Jesus. <laughs> that my buddy was, time. was coming from Tennessee. Because there's too many guys they're putting in jail for this shit. And then you talk so, about overcrowding. Yeah. All they're doing is getting them in the system. They're in the system anyway. You, you got them registered as a drug user. It's kind of what you want to do anyway, government. So, you know, <laughs> you know fine. Um, it, don't, don't make it so hard on everybody. You know, if you want a $100 fines, nothing. Great, that's fantastic. Could be more. I'd be willing to pay more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, don't arrest me. Give take me, me to jail. a record. Make me do ninety days. I can lose days. my job. Then yeah. I'm on probation. Oh, yeah. My, the, you want that, me to be a criminal? That really? Same you want to guy. take my job away from me? You want to make me with my education and my background and. You, you just want to make it. You, and that same make guy, it easy for me to be a criminal. It's like, and that same guy, our common friend, got arrested three years ago in Gainesville for like three grams and had to do a year probation. Right. But now that that law passed, the same offense happens, and the guy gets let go. Now nothing changed on planet Earth. You know, weed still weed, and our lungs are still our lungs. But because of a little legislation, because of a now thing. a person's life isn't fucking permanently altered. You know, and that's what I always hated about the government getting in your stuff is it's too much. It know? is. I, just, I I don't mind uh, them taking care of a lot of things, you know, foreign affairs, commerce, but things at home, like that. You know, let us be free. Uh, we were supposed to be to begin with. Let us be free. And here's what I don't like about this uh, election thing, and uh, is that I don't like the fact that they don't. Uh, Talk about the Constitution. I don't hear Hillary or Trump or anybody talking about the founding document of this nation. Right. So I don't get it. I don't hear anybody like saying, let's stand up for the Constitution. Oh, you know, yeah. and here's my thing. I don't know where you stand. Not but about crazy I, about. But the, I'm a big time supporter of the Constitution. Like I read, study the document. Oh, I got yeah, my black yeah. law. This is my little one. This is right. My, I have a bigger one down there, but this is my Black's Law Dictionary. Right. And when you study the Constitution with this, it's deeper because you can look up every word. What does people mean? What does persons mean? What does everything they're saying mean? And when you read it, it's not the Constitution is not an outdated document. It wasn't written by ignorant old hillbillies. Those guys were deeply studied in the histories of nations, you know, and that's why they put it together. And it's a fucking perfect document if they let it function. But the executive branch oversteps its reach all the time. No matter who's in it, they overstep oh, their yeah. branch. They overstep their reach. And the people are not educated enough to make it work. And for a successful republic, you must have an educated public. Because republic is just of the public. But if you have a public that... And I'm not... I don't like Donald Trump and I don't like Hillary. And I don't think Bernie will win. But my thing is, is what scares me about Hillary is that she's a criminal, and she comes from career a background. Criminal. And what scares me about Not Trump... Not just a criminal now, but like a career criminal. These yeah. people have oh, been yeah, in yeah, politics yeah. for 30 years. Okay. They've had their run. Okay. They've had enough. You see what I'm saying? Go what scares away. me about Trump is he's an actor, like Ronald Reagan, which means he doesn't have a political record to say this is what he's about. So he can say anything... And we don't know where he stands until we start seeing policy. Because I haven't heard anybody say, 
policy, and policy is what really changes yeah, the, the world. The great thing about Reagan, which a lot of people hated, especially Democrats, they you know he was like one of the worst, but. Um, he hired other people to do the job, you know, and that's what I would do. If they oh, said, okay, God. Mark, you have no experience doing this job, but we want you to be president, Mark. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going like, to hire the right people for the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure that I interview and hire the right people to do this and this and this, you know. You take care of the military. You take care of the borders. You take care of the foreign policy. You, you know, uh, Let's not get caught up in too much stuff. Yeah, we want to be part of NATO, but I don't want to be the world's policeman. Yeah, and I think... And if we're going to be, then let's do it right. Um, that's like, uh, you know, you hear people that say, uh, and, and I would do it right, like with the, the government being involved. Um, a lot of people think, you know, the government uh, did 9-11, you know, it was all government plan. I'm not saying our government's clean and all that by any you means. You that dirty? But if, if they would have been part of it dirtier they would have uh, almost been like uh, like well, like when the plane was going to where it was going they say we, we 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 didn't shoot the plane down the one that landed in the field that got all disrupted yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. and I heard uh, somebody else talk about oh, oh yeah the government shot that down the government would have shot it down we'd have been like yeah we shot that down mm-hmm. yeah we, we weren't going to let it fly in the White House what are you crazy you know our, our people was on it too that's that's too bad, you know. We we hate that. But you were going after Target. Shouldn't be going after. And now we're going to go after you guys. Here's my so question too. Going to get involved. Get involved, like with governments. You know, Samoan stuff. To get, I'd be over there killing people if if it protected my homeland. And this was a threat over here, all the way across the seas to my homeland. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to get involved now. We're going to have to go over there and start killing people. You know, and I think. That it's always the language because they say they're going to protect American interests. Well, here's my thing: is American interest? What do they mean by interest? When you look at this book, interest has about 13 different definitions. Oh yeah, sure. So my thing is, I sometimes feel like they're protecting the business interest, you know, because I don't think that, and, and I could be wrong. I'm a young man, but I don't think that the whole ISIS thing wants to bring ISIS here. I think they want to bring ISIS there. You know, and they may have, I don't know if they have a world thing, because I don't really study it, but I get the feeling that if they took over that whole area over there, they'd be happy. I don't think that's a good idea, but I don't think they're really trying to come here. I think they do shit here to make us do shit there. You know, like even with those whole Paris bombings and shit, I think they do that so Europe won't take refugees. So then the refugees are stuck there, and once they're stuck there, they can be assimilated and be like, well, they didn't want you. Come on home, and then they can assimilate them. There again, it's there. There's your religion thing again. You know where? Uh, how do you control the population? Religion or education? Fear. Fear. fear or religion? That's how they've done it for as Ever. long as we've known existence to be what it is. Incas, Aztecs, you know, even you know what 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 fails? What fails? It's you. They they lose that power. Mm-hmm. So when, and here's the bad part about religion and Christianity is, um, you know, we, we already had religion, <laughs> you know, re- there was religion always, there's always been religions mm-hmm. and you, you had your faith in God. And then it, like at one point it, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. So they have a new guy. <laughs> You're going to love him. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> they have a new guy. 
And he's really he's great. Jesus, man. And he comes back from the dead, which is, you know, to like like the uh, Egyptian guy we hired. And uh, I was talking to him, giving him a ride, work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he brought up the religion thing. He's like, really? are you a Christianity? Yes. Do you believe in this Jesus guy? Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, like, wow. This like, yeah, I've heard crazy. of Jesus, you know. <laughs> And you're in the South, buddy, so this is why you better watch you talk to about Jesus. Yeah, call him this Jesus guy. Oh, yeah, this Jesus guy. You just you may know. want to take yeah, it easy. Like, we, we do not believe he come back from dead. This is not possible. You know, you cannot come back from dead. You're dead, you're dead, you know. And it's, they and so they've been brought up to, you know, our, our religion is just foolish. And um, the Jewish community, the hymns, all oh, the Jews are like cancer. You know, and that what he said? Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, you just <laughs> tell me how you really feel." <laughs> exactly. Shit. Like, didn't you guys enslave them once back in the t- back in the day? Or <laughs> were they your like slaves? Well, stuff? see, here's the thing: he is not the people that was in that time back then. You know, those are Arabs. Those Arabs weren't there back then. The people who were there back then were um were Camites. Oh man, do I have my book? Right. Uh, I don't know where's my book. I don't got my book, but I have a book. Uh, the book coming forth by day and night, or the Egyptian book of the dead. And it has all these depictions. But man, those people wasn't there back in the day. They came in with the Arab conquest when Arab move when the Arabs move across North Africa. You know, that's why they call right. North Africa the Middle East. But they weren't there back in the day. Those people were the people who came up from um, well, that area was the, never uh, established back then. Um, most of those uh, were, were nomad tribes. They moved around, yeah, um, you know, yeah. seasonally. They that wasn't especially, anybody's oh, land. Oh shit! Sorry, I was going to say, especially when you look on the mountain. <clears throat> um, right. Even in the time where they said the Jews were in Egypt, it was a group of people that came across the Sinai called the Hyksos. And when you um, study Egypt, because the, the Egyptians kept their history records. I mean, they're intact today. So we know. And that's they, what I liked about study. When I was getting into the church so much, I liked the Calvary Chapel. And they started teaching more. And there was more history involved. History. It was Because, the know, because it's people, not just our history. There's world history. And yeah. it's their history, too. Yeah. they got Egyptian history. Because yeah. so. the time that they said the Jews were slaves in Egypt is the time that the Egyptians said... That they were under occupation by the Hyksos. The Hyksos meaning uh, warrior shepherds. And they have depictions of these peoples on papyrus in museums. Right. You know. But now the Jewish myth, because they were shepherds, said that they were slaves in Egypt. But the Egyptian history says that we were occupied by the Hyksos. And I think it was Tutmosis III that drove them out. Tutmosis I that drove them out. You know. But that's what I like to do too and read the history. Because right now... That person that we're talking about that we work with, they wasn't there building the pyramids. They were somewhere in the Sinai Peninsula being farmers and shit or you yeah. know, nomads. That wasn't right. their history. Because just like places in Greece and Rome, it's cities built on top of cities, built on top of cities, built on top of cities. Which is another, like when you're going to church and you're listening to sermons and they're talking about like the exodus and stuff, you know there's more to it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more to it than there's just this verse and then when you listen you know, to exodus chapter. i'm like hold up now i read this a couple of times you're telling me that god told him to rob these people indeed yeah. listen to the story now right he pretty they pretty much ganked them and left yeah 
You and know, not just that, that they... Or Jericho, when they kill all these people, I'm like... They destroyed the whole... Yeah, and there's another story behind that, too. And, and there's, then, there's historical and stories, then when they say kill the biblical. Yeah, and then when they say kill everybody, and then one of the guys bring back some lambs and shit, yeah. and say, oh, I brought back these lambs for so-and-so and so-and-so. And he said, no, I said kill everything, and he kills them. So I'm like, when you listen to these stories, especially in the Old Testament, it's like, that's why a lot of these new people don't like to study it. You know, because I'm like, it's real in the Old Testament. It's fucking bloody, and it's blood worship, too. Because if you think about it, they atone for sins with blood. The blood of an ox, right. the blood of a lamb, the blood of a dove. and you, Which is so, how a lot of the older religions started out as well. Yeah, and watch right? this now. Christianity <clears throat> is the PG version of it. Because what are you drinking when you have the Eucharist? You're drinking the blood. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. It just took a different form, but we're holding on to the concept of a type of I won't say blood worship because that'll offend people, but you're still ingesting the blood of the deity of the lamb. Jesus is God's lamb. Yeah. You're drinking the blood of the lamb. It goes back to that old Hebrew stuff with this lamb blood. But yeah, I don't know if people is. ever think that deep about it. I do. No, and I did, and you. It's uh, hard to question that when you're trying to when you're obtain five. a higher knowledge. You know, yeah. when you're trying to learn. It's like, eh, uh, and that was a problem with the Baptist. Uh, just, just shut up and listen to the sermon. Just listen to what I tell you. Follow what I tell you. Live how I tell you. No thanks. I, I, you know, if I read for myself, I treat others as I would be treated. I don't steal from other people. I don't harm other people. I'm a nice to most everybody. I try to get along with everybody. I'll help anybody. Um, I expect to be helped. I don't covet what other people have. I'm happy with what I got. You know, I like if I want more, succeed. I'll work more. You know. You know, I don't have to go steal more. That's never again they're harming somebody else. That's not what we're supposed to do, and that's not what we're supposed to do in any religion. And most religions tell you you're a fellow man. There's only some that don't. I saw a big swing when I was in the service of people that were overseas that were glad to have an option religion. Um, yeah, people in the Middle East, and you know, there's there's Muslims, and you have these guys over there that were raised. Uh, Christianity and um, feared God, you know, had more of a fear of God than a belief in God. Um, I see that with the, the kids, the wife, family, all that. They have more of a fear of going to hell than heaven, you know, paradise. They just, it, it's a fear. And that's how you fear and religion, almost one and the same sometimes. Uh, but the Muslim religion, accepted everybody it was like oh no you've been told wrong your whole life you know you come with <laughs> us you know and uh, that's all wrong you know you come with, we accept everybody and you know it's it's good and it you don't have to feel bad and you know, there's no more guilt yeah and, uh, people though they you know that's that's a weight taken off their shoulders if they feel like they're going to go to hell for something and you can switch over to another and that was one of the biggest statistics i saw was a number of people and the uh, recruits, and uh, I say recruits, it's just people that have decided to be Muslim instead of accepting one of the other religions. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's easily easier, more acceptable. It's a lot lighter you know, weight. They they bring you in. They you know you have a purpose now, and it's then they drop that Sharia on your motherfucking yeah. ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and one of my beliefs, because I'm like a mystical thinker, is that really, man, it's an infinite amount of religions because two Christians have two different religions, man, because to me, religion is the 24 hours 
everything you do in it is like ritual. You know, I have a book over there that's written by Theosophical Society, you know, and in one of the little articles, they talk about this Native American group of people and how they don't have a religion, but they have a way of doing everything that has what, as what we consider a religious reference. Like as you pick the grass, you sing this hymn. As you lick it, you hum this hymn. As you weave it into a basket, you do this. You do the, everything is so ritualistic that they don't even have a formal religion because their whole existence is ritual. And that's funny you know, though you say because the Japanese did the same thing. You know they have very ritual ways of doing things. Everything. And yeah, it was like and it was done with such a perfection, like the Native American, which is on polar opposites of the planet and they operate the same way and it's because well, it's indigenous with, people pretty right much. yeah exactly it's you it's, know they, they've, they've come before to, religion we, we, we had are this. a village and we are part of the earth and you know and you know and the funny thing is is what they are by definition is natural people because if you look in this book and you look up the definition of a natural person it says uncivilized untutored untouched by man so by that definition, none of us are natural people. Because if you look up a person, it's a corporation or an individual, but it's pretty much a corporation. You know, Social Security card, all that. Right. But a natural person is like a wild animal. None of us qualify. Untouched, untutored by man. You know, but we come in with paperwork. You know, we're not natural by the legal definition. Right. But those indigenous people kind of existed more on a natural. And that's what I was taught, too, as a kid in church, that you don't worship nature you know, that's paganism and this and that and the third. That's one of the last sermons my wife went to was the pastor was talking about, um, she's a vegetarian. Okay. Been vegetarian 20 years or better, 24, 25. And, Is that pagan too? <laughs> well, he made it out to be like she was going to hell. Really? Because just for not eating meat? For not eating meat. She, she was going to hell. And he was How just. How did he come to that conclusion? God put animals on this planet for us to eat. Oh, it's like That's not even it, on your period. food at the table. Yeah, and it was like he was just, and I was up there, and I was looking at her, it's like, you want to leave? She's like, not now. I was like, no, let's just get up and walk out. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Fuck I'm not afraid shit. of any of these people. These, none of these, you know, these, these people are nothing to me. Yeah. And, and if us walking out uh, says, oh, this is bullshit, fine, let's do it. Because maybe somebody will say, oh, well, she's offended because she's a vegetarian. Oh, she's going to hell. But other people were looking at her because they knew she's a vegetarian. We've been to church dinner. She didn't eat meat. Yeah. So and now they, all of a sudden, so guys, up, guys in the church, and she's the elephant in the room. Yeah, there's an elephant. <clears throat> oh, man. It was uncomfortable with her. And I was like, all right, let's leave. She's like, nah. Nah, I'm going to go say something to the pastor. Oh, I okay. talk to him. And I was like, oh, good. I got to watch this. <laughs> you know? I got her back, too. You know? And I always have. I'm like right there. If anybody starts to get ugly about it, much what I do, yeah, <laughs> you're ready. You have no idea what I'm capable of. So, but I got her back, and I was, you know. But she, but she, she's a big girl. She stood up, and she was like, you know, I can't agree with what you said, and he says, well, I didn't mean it like that, and I was like, nah, that's what you said. Yeah, it's not. You know, I'm not going to let her have to say that. I'm going to be like, no, nah, that's exactly what you said. <laughs> no, but no, don't don't be like, no, that's not what I meant. Backing out of that shit now. <laughs> no, no. And he, uh, and next week he uh, said something in the sermon. Uh, we, we didn't go, and we never went back. I've gone at that point. It's like, yeah. and I told us that that's why I don't go to church, you know, right there, because because of that. That guy was going way on his own off. shit. He was and doing was some of his way, own yeah, shit. Yeah, he was doing his own shit. And it was just something the Baptist Assembly had sent down to him to 
do some sermon on whatever the god the animals are here for us something eat and them. i was like man these guys is just stupid his interpretation was eat them. yeah yeah and it was and um and he said something next week somebody told us that you know he kind of was like you know some people just don't like meat because it makes them sick or their body can't tolerate it uh, the digestive thing or they just feel you know some of that but you know I was like, no, nah, he didn't backtrack. So, uh, but I had experienced the same thing. My dad was uh, before he died. He uh, big in the church. You know, the older you get, closer to death, the more you try to get in heaven. Closer you get to God. Yeah, so you're trying to get in heaven, man. Got throw that money to plate now. <laughs> and he he did a lot. He ended up getting them a new church and new plots of land, like several million dollars worth of stuff. He did. He was a real estate broker and made the church happen. Nice. You know, but that, yeah, it was nice for them. Sure was. So he dies. We're going to church next Sunday. Pastor's up there, and he's like, "Yeah, we just got back from our, you know, missionary trip, and um, you know, we were over this place and in, in Europe, and uh, we were all having a, a you know, we, we were praying together one night. Which I just there's that radical thing I just can't do. I mean, you just can't live your life. You got to everybody stay in a room together and just." suffer why why, why aren't y'all out enjoying the sights or town or the foods or the smells or the flavors of the land you know and he's like and this guy came to the door and he had a cigarette hanging in her mouth and uh we 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 knew we were all dead because anybody that smokes is going to hell and we knew that this guy was evil because he was a smoker and he was going he was knocking on our door so we just assumed we were all dead and i'm like this guy's an idiot and my dad Help get him this church. This is this is absurd, and I I never went back to that church. Mom's like, just just, just be quiet. I'm like, I saying dad's in hell. Dad had a dad was addicted. Dad was one of the old smokers that uh, back in the 30s when they were you know really medicinal. Put, yeah, then they were really giving cigarettes to kids. <laughs> you know, he was smoking at seven or something. You know, and um, been hooked all his life, so just couldn't get away from it. And he tried tried and my mom drove him crazy to where he smoked more you know just to, okay yeah, just have a way of doing that yeah well that's crazy too but uh then this pastor's telling you know fred just died everybody just went to fred's funeral fred was a smoker so i guess fred's in hell and yeah like you didn't really think bitch. that through yeah i was like did you really think that through going to service this this sermon this week after you know you just presided over his you know, why do we say that for like, you know, a couple months? You're a dick. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> you know. But they're ordained, and that's what scares me too. When well, people so become I. ordained or like anointed, I'm sorry, that's the word anointed. Yeah, there's a difference. Because that anointed is like in your mind to me. It's like, well, who says you're anointed? You know, because you get these prophets and these this and that. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. What does it mean to be a prophet? Because who my sister used to, um, they were actually in this kind of community uh, that was big into religion, uh, very Waco-like. Oh, very this, Waco-like. Yeah, this guy was, um, but I got to give this guy um, credit. Uh, in his presence, you felt something. Okay, so he had a strong energy about him. He did, he did. and um, He tapped into it. Yeah, to the point where even, you know, at one point, sometimes you're desperate. My daughter got in spinal meningitis. Uh, she was going to die. Um, you know, I wanted him to come to the hospital and bless her and anoint okay. her with oil from Israel. All you know, right. I was Did he like, do it? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, she's not dead, so <laughs> hey. yeah. sometimes, Jesus. You, sometimes you gotta go out on the limb. But check it out; it looks like the wild bunch is back here. Yeah, and I we, know we're, we're over, but I am about an hour, and you gotta come back, man, because uh, we touched on a lot of good topics. But uh, at the end, I, I always let people give much. any shout outs or anything they like to sling out there. I know you're not advertising anything, so is there anything you like to tell the world? No, just treat others as you'd be treated. Really, Boom. that's that's what it's all about. All right, you heard it, people. Treat others as they want to be treated. Here we go. I got faded tattoos. I got holes in my shoes. Got a beat up guitar. And I can show sing the blues. And it's hot every day. But I'm still going to play. Got one love in this life. No one can take that. Well, folks, that's another one in the books. Episode 27, Got Tall Part 3. Hey, big shout out to Uncle uh, Mark for coming and hollering at us. And believe it or not, uh, I think it was about three or four episodes, maybe five episodes ago, I started saying, if you're a listener, excuse me, excuse me, it's late, it's late. I'm doing this on the late night. Got to wait till the kids go to bed to come out here and become a podcaster. Um... But I, I kept saying, you know, if you're a listener and you want to come on the show and tell your truth, speak the truth to the world, come on. And Uncle Mark is the first person that took me up on it. He actually got with me and was like, hey, man, I think your show you do is cool. Man, shit, I want to come on there and do it. And he came and did it. And he was like, he'll come on anytime. And uh, I enjoy having them on. Like I said, we went for like an hour and 30 minutes because we're just, you know, enjoying each other's company, enjoying the conversation. So. Big shout out to Mark. Thanks for coming through. Hit us up, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. You know all of our links are there. Uh, Check out all of our previous episodes. Check out the pages for people who are advertising themselves. There are links. And, you know, as I always tell you, if you can't tell the truth, don't talk about it. (laughs) 